0: This is Jess from the Project Room. Over the summer, I spent a few days visiting an artist residency in Florence, Italy called Villa Romana. Since opening in 1905, Villa Romana has hosted and exhibited many international artists, and I spent one afternoon with one such artist, Juan Pablo Macias, who was preparing for an exhibition of his work. Juan Pablo has been researching and responding to a particular library, an anarchist library to be precise, that has all but fallen out of history in his native Mexico. With our current theme being How Are We Remembered, I wanted to talk with him about how he came about this forgotten library and why it matters. Thanks for listening. So I would love to start talking about... um, your work specific to um, this anarchist library and have you tell us a little bit about what the library is exactly and how you came upon it. Who, who owns it and what is this library exactly and, and why does it interest you as an artist?
1: Okay. Um, this library that's called uh, Biblioteca Social Reconstruir, uh, it's a social reconstruct library, it was uh, funded in 1978 by uh, a Catalonian... Anarchist uh, uh, Ricardo Mestre, and he uh, got to Mexico during uh, the Civil War in '39, and uh, it was until '78 that he opened his uh, personal library to the public. Uh, for these years, he would uh, gather a lot of material, also material from other companions uh, that would return to Spain uh, would. Uh, donate uh, mm. their collections to, to Ricardo.
0: Did he keep it in his house?
1: Uh, first in his house and then in 78 he opened it he opened a small uh, uh, office no, in, in Mexico downtown and uh, so he was like Spaniards going back to their country or Spaniards dying uh, would uh, donate or inherit uh, mm-hmm. the, the material to Ricardo Mestre. And in time, uh, it grew a lot. Uh, some people say it's one of the biggest uh, anarchist libraries in America Latina. And its focus is uh, Spanish uh, written text, like all the translations from the uh, 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 classical anarchist uh, mm-hmm. from Europe are translated to Spanish and in uh, uh, libertarian uh, literature. Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, so as an anarchist library, is there a certain time period that it covers as far as the books that are in the library?
1: Well, uh, it uh, covers uh, all the 19th century anarchist uh, thought from since the 19th century, like the Proudhon, Kropotkin, that uh, were once translated to Spanish and then never uh, republished at least in this uh, first uh, uh, period and, uh, and like one of the oldest books is Cicelon from uh, 1800 but mm-hmm. doesn't have to do with uh, exactly what I like. And then until now no, uh, also uh, books produced in this millennium, no? a lot mm-hmm. of uh, fanzines. And uh, ju- yeah. ju- Journals. Okay. Uh, and they cover, they have like all the classical stuff, but also they uh, specialize in America Latina. Mm-hmm. And anarchist struggles from America Latina. Uh, they have like this uh, beautiful uh, collection of um, research papers from Tierra y Libertad, that is this Catalonian collective and uh, publishers. No, no. Uh, that uh, when these people died, they left it to mm-hmm. so it's not exactly books, but like the research that they are doing. Yeah, for, periodicals for, uh, research writing, all yes, kinds of publishing, things. Yeah, uh, and uh, a lot of uh, they have a lot of uh, yeah a lot of the materials from the Spanish Civil War as well. No?
0: Wow, and these materials they they represent sort of a significant portion of. History in a way, but yeah. it sounds like they sort of fell out of care, or it sort of slowly became maybe something that wasn't um, mainstream enough, so to speak. What happened exactly that the library sort of became not obsolete but un- unrecognized or unacknowledged? Tell us how you came.
1: Well, during to it. Uh, the social struggles that have been left by the left wings. No, not only party organizations, but also extreme left uh, uh, struggles uh, in a way where, even though they were f- f- fought in common in several parts of the world, uh, at the end they are co opted by the communist party you know, mm-hmm. around the world. So in, in this sense, it, uh, the implications of uh, anarchist uh, groups or, uh, in these struggles are completely denied. No? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so how does this, how did this um, interest you as an artist? What was your first introduction that this library even existed?
1: Mm, I studied art, but i 'm not that interested in, in art as uh, in, in a classical sense, no in the sense of uh, beauty no? uh, a beauty that is uh, transmitted by art genres or dis- disciplines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always felt uncomfortable with uh, images. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Mainly images about me and, and the world that represent, uh, and the, the images that represent my, my world, my, my ambience, my context as a, as a human, as a, as a body mm-hmm. with, uh, with affections. And uh, so I think that one reaction for me was going into art school because I felt inco- uncomfortable with this world of representations that would talk about me, that would talk mm. to, to, to me about myself. So uh, So you went
0: to art school in, in part to sort of deal with or to approach yeah. your discomfort with just representation in yeah. general.
1: So Interesting. So That's great. in this sense, uh, I mean, I, I, I was never into techniques no? mm-hmm. but always que- questioning more in terms of, uh, of uh, what is a photograph, what is an image, mm-hmm. how this image uh, determines my existence no? and how it determines my affections, how it shapes my affections.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know much about anarchism, uh, I, I think that I approached anarchism through philosophy, uh, Many of the philosophers that I loved uh, had to do with uh, free, free thought, mm-hmm. and uh, I became conscious about uh, how many years the people from Mexico uh, have been uh, have been in contact with uh, anarchist thought. And also about uh, this uh, anarchist library. You know? When I started reading about it, was when they were getting evicted.
0: So they were losing their space. They were losing
1: their space because uh, they couldn't manage to pay the rent for, for six months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and then what I thought is, okay, I feel uh, awkward about this situation. But what can I do, you know, as mm. an artist? I can represent it you know, as a subject uh, matter or probably I can put in motion uh, a series of uh, like pragmatical... Uh, con- uh, pr- pragmatical...
0: how do you say? Take some steps to actually uh, steps to help to in a practical way. Yes. Or, yeah. yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and also to make this kind of uh, tension between uh, art institution, no? or or the institution, uh, art practice and uh, social field, no? or mm. or anarchism, or anarchist thought, or 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 the affections that are the affections of a community of uh, oppressed people. No?
0: Mm-hmm. So, so this was the beginning, this was really, the beginning. for you to explore this. And what's mm. interesting too, since you brought it up, sort of from the side, is this idea of not just um, voyeurism, right? Not yeah. just like the artist who goes in and documents the building that's mm-hmm. falling down and, and desperately needs repair, yeah. right? But that you made this other conscious choice, which was actually to do something sort of more, more about being active yeah. um, and actually sort of getting, getting involved in a way and starting to think about the role of it as an artist in, in that way.
1: Yeah, in this I think it, uh, it uh, affects uh, formally what I'm doing as an artist because uh, I really have to think about how in a syntactical, semantical and pragmatical level I'm going to put in motion all uh, the machines of documentation all that are...
0: Right, you mean uh, you still are... It's In itself it's documentation, it's a library and it's documenting some things that... Many people maybe didn't even know were happening mm-hmm. historically, right? But then you're also a documentarian.
1: I, I want to say documentarian. Uh, I, I, I like to think myself as some kind of a, a person that uh, puts on some situations to to enrich my process as mm-hmm. as as a, as a person, as a reader, as an artist. So,
0: so what was the first thing that you did to get? this work, this body of work going.
1: Mm-hmm. I propose to make an, uh, an installation in this uh, museum in Mexico City. You know, like the project is very broad in, in its description. I'm going mm-hmm. to make an installation with the books and uh, then you talk about... Uh, conceptual part, no, but mm-hmm. not exactly getting into details.
0: But the physicality so, um, of the show the, uh, is going to have the books yes, in it. Yes, that
1: I will make some kind of installation. So, And
0: pro- this is the Museum of Contemporary Art in Mexico Museo City? Museo
1: Universitario de Arte Contemporáneo. Okay. Uh, Museum of Contemporary Art. So, uh, I, I believe that they thought about a, a nice display of the books, but uh, what I really wanted was to get some kind of, to profit from Institution, no, to not profit economically, but, but to get.
0: Uh... Like to use the museum as a yes. resource in a way, yes. beyond just a place to show yes. something.
1: So I knew that uh, the books, when they got into the museum, they would first make a stop in the uh, conservator uh, department. Mm-hmm. In conserva- the conservation department. Conserva- conservation yes. department. And that they, they would get diagnosed. Okay, is it safe to take the books inside? the the rooms mm-hmm. no uh, will these books uh, contaminate the other works no in, in the the and this is standard museum tradition? practice yes. yeah this yes. is
0: typical where a museum would say we have to inventory yeah. the material and check it out before it gets put on display yes
1: so in this case w- what I was interested is in creating a situation where these books will benefit from this. Uh, Displacement, no? mm-hmm.
0: and is that what happened?
1: In a way, yes, because uh, they made an inventory, they cleaned, and then they f- fumigated to kill the fungus that these books had. I don't know how much it cost to to clean a, a collection like this uh, in a private with a private uh, specialized uh, mm-hmm. uh, conservation mm-hmm. uh, person, but in this way, it was free. Uh, it was
0: free and you just showed me a video that you made um, in which it comes across as quite a process very professional people wearing gloves cleaning book by book and some of the books are a little moldy Um, and so it was a multi-day process right I mean, it's a very big deal and this is probably the first time these books have been treated in this way which is interesting Uh, they're sort of being treated like high quality objects in a way Yes, and so then, what happened after that?
1: After that, I documented this uh, process uh, along other two I mean that work was like a, a threefold uh, movement No, also, one, uh, this, the books uh, in the museum mm-hmm. that at the end I put inside crates, wood crates, and put them inside the Y-Cube, mm-hmm. inaccessible uh, with the video of the process of uh, the cleaning. Uh, in the conservation department. But then I would also make this uh, other two things. One was uh, like a road trip in Mexico, following several experiences, anarchist experiences during history, visiting the places where these experiences had taken place. Okay, so
0: the the sites of the historic event or whatever it was. Okay.
1: Uh, In 2012, that's two years after this first Part of the project, I wanted to go beyond the white cube, you no, know, and have uh, probably a more intimate space between me and the audience, and where I could share my process as a reader. Uh, so, tiempo muerto, it's that uh, time or idle time, uh, starts with this transcription of this first encounter, and uh, and then. Uh, the second one uh, deals with the figure of Ricardo mestre that 's the uh, library 's founder and uh, and then the other issues uh, have to deal with uh, probably yes not rescue but like i 'm publishing the probably some text of documents i I am encountering.
0: So since our current theme at the project room right now is how are we remembered, I wonder in light of all of this that you're making and researching, um, what, what are you hoping people get from this? Uh,
1: for me, uh, what is important is, is that it is something that can uh, affect their life no? uh, uh, or, or their interest in, in, in looking for Freedom, no. Freedom in the sense of uh, of of thought, no, but also of uh, the small things you do day by day that, in a way, reaffirm or affirm only uh, what world order says we should do or how we should behave, Mm -hmm. no, in terms of uh, house or. or food, or uh, mm-hmm. crossing borders. No?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At, at the end, this publication, what it is, is uh, just me. Uh, how do you say uh, sharing my process as a reader, uh, what I'm reading, how I'm reading it, if I can read it or I cannot read it, if I can access or not access to it, and uh, and on uh, Conviction that we should all have access to this kind of literature
0: so in many ways it's also about access and who's sure who and and I like that, I like that you call yourself a reader because that i mean it, it, it's a very interesting thing to follow then you're an artist but you're a reader, and then text and books and mm. material make its way into your work, but also it's about the ideas of reading and access to reading and access to information, historical or otherwise. Yeah. So then tell us what's, um, what the status is of the library itself, now that you've done this work and it was in um, unstable shape when you came to it and then you've done this work to preserve it, show it, write about it. Um, what's the status now?
1: Quite the same.
0: Does it have a home? Does it have a no. space? So, where where does it live?
1: The the collection is stuffed inside this small apartment. Literally, stuffed into the apartment. There's only one small passage from one room to the other, and you're full of boxes.
0: Whose apartment is this? Somebody who's. The the parents
1: of one of the people that stayed in charge of the library. Oh, wow.
0: So, it needs a home, it needs a place to go to. Yes. Yes. And is there interest in having it um, purchased or taken on by an institution, or is that kind of against the ideas? Yes,
1: because uh, when you institutionalize a document, when you institutionalize a collection, an archive, the first movement that you have to do is to depoliticize the document, depoliticize uh, the archive. So when I went to consult... Uh, this uh, special collection in San Diego University. In, in, uh, I could only enter into this collection that is uh, the, the, all the documents of uh, Abraham Kim C. Owen that is a uh, North American that made the uh, Utopian colony in Mexico in, from 1860, 1886 to 1910. And uh, all the docu- documents of this uh, colony are uh, a lot there and a lot also in, in Fresno. So I could only enter with an uh, official letter from National University of Mexico uh, to go inside.
0: You know? And that's the opposite of what you'd like yeah. for the anarchist yeah. library. In, in, so in your ideal situation, it's free and public. Is anybody... That right? Yeah. can
1: go to the... Well, right now, it, you cannot visit it, no? Mm-hmm. But before, uh, they would not... Uh, it would be completely open, no? To, to scholars, to workers, to researchers, to anybody w- without credentials, mm-hmm. no? And a lot of uh, libraries or institutions, they ask you for credentials to uh, accede no? to some... Types of documents. Um, mm-hmm. This is something that uh, first w- was brought to me by Toby. That is one of the the, the people in charge of, of the library. That he would go visit. Uh, I don't remember what archive from uh, from the state. Uh, and, and he was asking for this journal called El hijo del trabajo, the son of work, of labor, the son of labor. And they will say, okay, yes, we have it. Uh, please give me your identification. So he shows uh, identification of, as a worker, of, a, of worker, as a worker. And he says, no, you have to be a researcher. No, mm. you have to have uh, major credentials. No, so yeah. they want to leave him uh, consult the material. So this mm. is important for the library, no? to to remain completely on the level of the community, you know, of people using it, not of the institutions that mm-hmm. don't own it.
0: Right, yeah. It. I totally get it. Um, so tell us about what your plans are for Villa Romana, um, where you've been asked to make an exhibition in October. What are you thinking about making? What can you share with us?
1: Okay, like in the process of uh, Tempo Muerto and and as me, as a reader, uh, I came up with this book written in 1925, written in Portuguese, it's a Brazilian anarchist. And uh, what was particular about this uh, book is that uh, Jose Rodriguez Leite y Oiticica is the grandfather of Elio you no, know, this Brazilian artist, you know, one of the most important uh, Brazilian artists of the last uh, century, and uh, but his grandfather is completely unknown, you know, has never been translated, you no, know, to any other language, and uh, as a poet, as a, in general, you no, know, I being he was pretty much put aside, you no, know, by uh, the other poets, you know, or writers mm-hmm. from the his times, uh, and uh, he was also jailed no, by, by by the state no, because of his beliefs and the struggles that he would uh, he would face, and uh, so I really wanted to read this book, mm-hmm. but I do not know Portuguese. I do not understand Portuguese, so what I've been doing uh, is uh, take. Uh, money from my artist budget and put it inside so the first uh, inside for translation so the first time I translated a piece of this text just a small fragment was for Tiempo Muerto and here in Villa Romana I'm using uh, the money of the institution to translate the text actually uh, they delivered it to me uh, some days ago, mm. a few days ago and, uh, and what I'm doing is launching my editorial, my publishing house, with this first volume, that is the translation of uh, José de Sica's book, The Anarchist Doctrine, Accessible to All. Uh, so, physically, formally, what I'm doing is uh, writing down all the book, or what, this, what fits into the walls of Villa Romana, or fragments of the book. Uh, written, I'm writing them down, uh, directly on the wall with my keys, you know, making an inscription.
0: Oh, with your keys? Yes,
1: with my keys. So I, I write it down, uh, sc- scratching the, the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like uh, old school graffiti. You know, when yeah, you that's quite a process too. So yeah. would it
0: be like a paragraph for example? If I were to visualize it, would it be like no, a paragraph I think of I text?
1: have two weeks of, uh, for putting on the show, mm-hmm. so what I'm able to write down in those uh, two weeks or if I can write write all the book on the walls of Villa Romana, I will write all the book or what uh, fits inside the walls of Villa Romana. I think that it's important to to, to make accessible no? this uh, kind of, of information no? uh, it was born out of me wanting to read it, so that's why i I, I, I used uh, uh, a budget that is uh, in a way devoted for art making to mm-hmm. make the, making this book accessible to me, uh, but as I said, no i I, I feel so, some kind of obligation to sharing this uh,
0: mm-hmm. the translation th- of it this,
1: uh, yes, th- this works with, or my process as a reader no
0: it sort of goes back to the work that you did at the museum in mexico city in which you wanted to um, further the idea of sharing the work so in mexico city through the exhibition the works were cared for the books were cleaned and fumigated and put on display so that was an act of showing that these things exist Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. and then in this case you're doing the same thing you're making it um, accessible and readable in English yeah. which is like another step so and you're using an, again an exhibition as a way to continue to yeah. move the work forward mm-hmm. or make it more mm-hmm. known so yeah. it seems like something consistent for you yeah. in this project yes yeah. yeah so do you think about your legacy as an artist at all i mean do you do you think about how you want to be remembered no are you more focused on making what you're making in the present moment. Do you think that's, and I'm projecting here, but do you think that's probably better, that it allows you to kind of focus and be in the present and not be distracted by concerns about your place in art history, for example?
1: Of course, uh, having some visibility, and 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 some profit from the art world as an artist Puts me in the situation of continuing no, my work. And uh, I welcome that. No? But uh, I'm interested in continuing reading and continuing my research. And, uh, and this is what I, I care for because uh, my feelings no, and my affections are you know, the way I, I get along you know, this shitty world. Through what I do, mm. uh, these things reaffirm my feelings towards humanity, towards the small, beautiful things that humanity humanity has done, and uh, more than remembering me, I want them to remember uh, the beautiful things that we have produced as a race, uh, as a human race.
0: Yeah, well, this is—I mean, this is really um, fascinating, and I. Um, I hope that the exhibition is a big success in whatever your definition of success is and that um, you continue to be able to publish and translate. That seems like that's really the I, heart I've, of a yeah, lot of this.
1: I've already been successful no? because I, I've managed to translate it to, to English.
0: No? Yeah, so, congratulations. Yeah. That is an achievement, really. Yeah. yeah, and it'd be interesting to follow the, the library you know, just to find out if it eventually has a home and what happens from here because you've done a lot of work. Well, uh, best of luck in continuing all this work. And thank you for talking with me here in the beautiful Villa Romana. I'm glad we could meet here here outside. Yes, well, um, it's always nice to be in Florence. So here's our chance to have a conversation. Um, Yes, thank you so much. Thank you.